0: TheYeshiva.net Good morning, everybody. Bruchim Abayim. Welcome back. We'll continue the third in in L'Gani Tavshin Chaf Aleph, which is the Maimir that was said by the Rebbe 60 years ago, 1961. 5721, Friday night before Baruch before Kagavna, which was Metzai Yud Shvat, the night of Shabbos B'Shalach, Friday night B'Shalach, the night of Yud Aleph Shvat. In this contrast, we are up to Pager Dalit on the top, right? Pager Dalit on the top, the fourth paragraph, Dalits, yeah, Vihine, Vihine. Those of you who are watching online, make sure you download your source sheets so you could follow inside. If you go to the yeshiva.net, you'll see on top of the video, Basi Lagani number three, there should be an icon download. And over there, you have the source sheet. Yeah. Page seven? No. You got that from the computer? From yeah. the computer. So, on, yeah, for, from your source sheets, it's page seven. It says on the top, Vihine bi'inyin Hashemus, right? "Vehine b'inyin Hashemus. Okay. To give a summary from last week's class, will be another couple of days or hours. Dr. Byron asked for a, what do you say, a three sentence summary? Three sentences, okay? (laughs) One for the Ari, one for the (laughs) Basetot. One for the Balatanya. (laughs) Very good. And the truth is, if you can't summarize something in three sentences, then you can't summarize it at all. And the truth is, last week we learned that piece of Hayom Yom Yad Alef Tishrei, right? Which actually summarizes it literally in three sentences. I just thought about it. That Mitzayim Kippur Tavkuf Nunvav... The night after Yom Kippur, the Mitzvah Yom Kippur of the year Taf Kufnan which would be 17, uh, 1795. The Alter Rebbe comes out and he says a Torah, a little, a short Torah on the Pasuk. Mi Kashem Hashem Alekeinu B'chal Kareinu Elav. Moshe Rabbeinu says, you have it here in the source sheets on page 1. Who is a great nation that Hashem is so close to Him? Like our God, whenever we call out to Him, again, a love twice in the same passage. So Chazal say, a love, a loyal of call out to Him and not to His midois. Which means you could think that when you talk to Him, you may be addressing His midoys, His attributes, his, his characteristics, His features, so to speak. So Chazal say, Moshe Rabbeinu says, no, call out to him, a love, a not to his midas. So the Alter Rebbe says, what does this mean? So the Pardes, written by the Ramak, Rabbeinu Moshe, Kordivero, Like, let's remember he passed away 1517, Svas, he writes the book Pardes, Pardes remind him, among many Yisvarim, he wrote a very famous Musr Sefer called Timer Dvoira. That's him, yeah, that's the Mosha Moshe Cordovero. The palm, the palm tree of Dvira, the Taimid, the Taimid Dvira. That's about applying the 13 attributes of mercy to a person's life. Yudgimum ad-Dazar Achaman, Dvira. Yeah. yeah, he wrote a very famous sefer called Elima. He wrote various Svarim in Kabbalah. But the Pardis is the most uh, famous. And so, so Al-Turiba says: the Pardis says, what's a love? A love is the iris the We explain this at length, right? And the part that says that the love is don't look at the vessels, don't get stuck in the vessels, in the containers, which is the source of characteristics, chesed, gvura, tiferas, netza, chhoit, yesod, malchus. No, a love. You're speaking to Hashem himself, and that's the energy, the divine energy that infuses the vessels. That gives life and vitality, divine vitality to the vessels. That's what you're referring to. Because that air is undefined. It's not differentiated. It's, it's it's pure infinity. That's the light of the ain't Sof. That's what the practice is. I love Allah, let me do of. The challenge with that, the missing piece is, so why are the different names? The different names, why do we call Hashem when we're speaking to different names? Right? Speak to 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 Shindalad Yud, Hashta Or to put it differently, since, as Darizal explains, the names are only the Kalim, the oyer is always Shem Havai, Yudke Right? So we're only speaking to Yudke So why are there different names by which we call him and identify him and Davin, Davin to? So this is with Al Alter Rebbe brought in the Baal Shem-tiv's idea. What does the Baal Shem-tiv teach? The Baal Shem-tiv teaches that a love is their lakus versus in the kalem, the is Datsilas. It's the godliness that's in the vessels of is Datsilas. Now, it's, it's, it's literally uh, one sentence summation. But for this, the Baal Shem-tiv and Alter Rebbe explains this idea from the Baal Shem in Lekuta Torah, Parashas Bahar, and Vayikra, and a few places, that there's a concept in Kabbalah, called the Oed of the Kav and the Oed of the Rishimu. This was our, our, the, the, the meat of the Shir last week. That post-Tzimtzum, there's the Kav, which is the infinity that gets reintroduced into the empty space. But in addition to that, Darizal teaches, there's the Rishimu, the residue, the Roshim, the residue of the original infinite light that never left the empty space. And the idea of that is, the Koyach and Koyach the Kav represents the infinite expression. Rishimu represents infinity, also includes the capacity for finite expression. That never was a contradiction with the world because it's the capacity for finite, so there was no tzimtzum in that. And that's the Shirish of kalim. The shayrish of ur er comes from the kaf. The shayrish of kalim comes from Rishimu. In Rishimu there was no tzimtzum at all. And in that sense, the kalim's shayrish is from ein seif, but from which element? From the Kaya HaGvul, which is really one with the Kaya habligvul. So the Balshamtav says they love, what's they love? They love is to the er, to the Ur er in the Kali. What do you mean the Ur er in the Keli? Not the Ur er that infuses the Kaili. The Ur er of the Kaili itself. That the Gvul of the Kaili comes from the Urishima, which is Kaya HaGvul. The ur er in the Keli, that's what the pardon spoke about. That's the infinity of the Kav. The Balshamtav was Megala. The oyer in the finiteness itself, the keli itself, not the oyer that infuses the keli. And the, and, and, and the interesting proof of the Balsham that he brought is, it says in Zoya, that when the oyer leaves the keli, it remains like a body without a soul. We say it in Pasach Elio, those who say Erev Shabbos, Pasach Elio, from the introduction of the Koneh Zoya, the whole piece, Pasach Elio v'amar, right? A Torah about the Spheres. So he says there, When you, Hashem, leave the kalim, the sefirois, they remain like a body without a soul. They remain like corpses. He says, one second, they don't remain like, there's nothing left. It shouldn't be like a body. When a soul leaves a body, at least for a while, there's a body without a soul. The body is not alive, but there's something that does matter, right? Just like a rock exists, it's not alive in that sense, but the body has its own its own energies until it decomposes. And even then, it becomes part of the nutrients of the soil. So he says, when you leave, when the earth leaves the keli, there's nothing left. So from the Basham to prove for me, it, no, it's like a goof without an Neshama, meaning it doesn't have the iron side of it, but it has its own, it has its own chius. it has its own dynamic, because the keli itself, not just the iron, the keli, comes from the Koye and That's they love Medeisim. It's not created and sustained by the earth. Right. The keli is not created and sustained by the ayrat. It has its own independent divine source. Yeah. The Ayr, of course, is like the neshama in the guf, right? It gives it content, it gives it chiyus, it gives it, it gives it theme. But the keli itself has its own shayrish. That's like the shayrish of the guf itself outside of the neshama. So that's the second shot. A lavalo yomidoysev is what? The einsoyif in the keli itself. That's the next step. So that's why you could speak to the seven Shemus. We speak to the seven Shemus because we're speaking to the seven Kala, but not to the Kali, to the love of the Kali, to the Ain Seif of the Kali. Yeah. That was the Nekuda. That was the nekuda. Now I know this is complicated stuff and it seems very, very mystical, but I think last week we tried to, uh, we tried to uh, explain it, bring it down somewhat, show the ramifications in life, the Kaya Chabligvul, the Kaya Chagvul, the Ramak, the Balsham and then the al Rebbe himself says, and the simple meaning is, this is the Ramak, the simple meaning is, a love is Hashem himself. Atzmus which exists by every single simple Jew it, with an inherent knowledge. Yediyah Atzmus, it's an innate awareness and a H'Pshut. It says two things, yidia Atzmus, innate knowledge, and a H'Pshut. There's things that you know from outside information. And then there's Yediyah Atzmus, it's just an innate Experience of knowledge and simple faith. And that's the karevim may love, kareinu elav, atzmos ha-neshama, connecting with atzmos ain't The atzmos of the neshama was Saif. Yeah. That's what Al Alter explained in a love elav, elav, So you're saying, why are there names? It's just atzmos, the b'chol no names. Like the sham if you say, the shem is because it's a, even in the Kaili. Even in the Kehilah, you're speaking to the to the Koyachagvul, to the Ainsoif of the Same question like the Ramak, right? So why their names shouldn't there be names? Yeah. And even deeper than the Ramak, at least the Ramak is talking about Ur, and he says it's beyond the Ur, it's atmos Okay, so we'll see. That's a good question. We'll see soon. Mm-hmm. Now let's get to the next step. So this is the Toichen. The summation of Siv Gimel of the maimer Now let's continue Siv Dalet. It would seem like he's going a little off subject, but not, real, not quite. V'hinei, be'inyin hashemus amru razal. When it comes to the shemus, when it comes to the general theme of Hashem's names, there's an interesting statement that the Chazal tell us, Alaf. <speaking in Hebrew> Lo yikashani nichtev ani nikra nichtev ani biyud hey havaya ve nikra ani ba'al of Dalad adna al of dalid nun yud. This is a fascinating piece of gemara in Psachim. I think it's the end of the fourth chapter. Daf <laughs> the last element of the chapter. The gemara says we say it in Aleinu every day. Vahaya Hashem lemelech al kalaritz ba'yoyim ahuyia Hashem echad u'shmai echad. That when Mashiach comes, Hashem is going to be one. And his name is going to be one. Asks the Gemara, (inaudible) Hashem's name is not one now. Then his name, we say it every day, we're out in the lane three times a day. His name is going to be one, and now his name is not one. (laughs) What does it mean? So the Gemara says that, yes, now his name is not one. There's a duality, there's a split. Because... Now, Hashem says, not the way, I'm, the, the way that I'm written is not the way that I'm pronounced. And the way that I'm pronounced is not the way that I'm written. When you, we write Hashem's name, yeah, it's usually Yud and then a He and then a Vav and then a He. But how do we say it? When you see those letters, you don't say Yud and hey and Vav and he, You say, Hashem, Adne, Alev, Dalad, Nun, Yud. Right? Adne, Alev, Dalad, Nun, Yud. In other words, the way I'm written is not the way I'm pronounced. The way I'm pronounced is not the way I'm written. So there's some split, there's some issue here. There's like a, I don't want to use the word, but it's like a split personality, so to speak. There's some some dichotomy here, something, there's a dissonance. So the name is not one. There's the way you write the name, and there's the way you say the name. When Mashiach comes, by yoy Hashem Echad, u Echad, at last, his name will be one. That's what the Gemara says in Pesach. The Gemara tells a story there that Rava decided that he wants to heal the situation, so he said he's going to give a sheer How to say Hashem's name? How to say Yudke Vavke, How to pronounce it correctly and explain it? Explain the meaning of it. And it says an old man came to him and said, he said three words. Zeshmi la olam. In Parsha Shemais, that we read yesterday, Hashem Moshe asks Hashem, the Jews are going to ask me, "What's your name?" What should I tell them? So Hashem says, "Ayesh, eka, I'll be who I'll be." Then he says, "Tell them that their God, the God of their fathers, sent you. Zeshmi la vezeh This is my name forever, and this is the way to mention me for generations. La olam is spelled without a vav." because but without a vav, and there's no nekudus in a sevataida, you could read it, zeshmi l'olam, from the word helam, concealment. This is my name to be concealed. Not this is my name forever. So this, the Gemara says, this old man, Ahu Sava, doesn't say his name. Some Rushcheinim say when it says in Gemara, an old man, it refers to Hel-i-Yohu. But the Gemara doesn't say the name. An old man told, rava zeshmi l'olam, the name has to be concealed. It's written that way, but don't give a shit about it. So Rava can, Rav cancel the plants. <laughs> it <was> Don't she. <laughs> it's an interesting story. And then the Gemara says, Here you see, if this is my name, then this is how you're going to mention me. right? You don't say, my name is Nechemia. So when you want to call me, say Nechemia. Obviously, if your name is Nechemia, or your name is Levi, or your name is Nachem, or your name is Aden, or your name, <laughs> whatever it is, Right? David, Matl, so that's how I'm gonna call you. Why is that Shem? This is my name, and this is how you mention me. So you see clearly, it's not so simple. This is my name. But mentioning me gotta be different. There's Shmi and the Zikri. And the Shmi is La'alam. The Shmi is La'alam. So Umar says, the way I'm written is not the way I'm pronounced. Two separate things. Now, this obviously has to be understood. It's your name or it's not your name. And if it's your name, you say, this is my name, but don't call me by this name. Right? We know when people do that, right? This is my name for private life. This is my name for business. There's an old Durok why Yisri had seven names. It says Yisri had seven names. Because he had to marry off seven daughters. Right? Each time he declared bankruptcy. So Mele, you know, everything went on a different name. He had to change the name. <laughs> I thought that Yitke, um, we don't pronounce it as it's written. Right. Because of some kind of respect or... Power that it has that. It... Right, so that, that's going to be the theme. What What, what is a taka? We write it, right? Say, Vaturi, write Yud and Hey. and of course, we sometimes write other names like Elokim or Tzva, right? We write other names also. The beginning of Parshas Va'era, Vaidabriel El Moshe, Va'yomre Ani Hashem. Right, so you have the Elokim and Hashem. But when the Balkaida is going to read it, Shabbos, or tomorrow, he's going to say Vaidabriel El Ani, he's not going to say Yud he's going to say Ani Adai Dalad Nun Yud. And the same is true in the next Pasak. Avram Yud. That we're going to pronounce. Shad Shakai. Ushmi. He's not going to say Yudke Vavke, Shmi Yud He He's going to say Shmi. Adna, again, Adna. Here we see constantly the whole Chumash, Wherever you read the whole Tamach. If it says Yudke Vavke, everybody knows there's a code. Do not say this. I have a different name. What, what, what's the message? And because of that, Hashem says, my name is not one. My name is split. There's a split in my name. And then the question is, what's going to happen that day that the name finally, the, name, the two names will make peace, that we'll be able to pronounce that which is written. So for this, there's a Gavaldi Ketayurah from the Magad of Mizrich. The Magad of Mizritch, of course, is the successor of the Baal Shemtev, and the Rebbe of the Balatanya, of the Alter Rebbe. When the Baal Shemdev passed away, Shvu was 1760. Baal Shemdev was born 1698, and he passed away 1760. So he lived around 200 years after the Ramak, because the Ramak passed away 1570. The Arizal passed away, you're going to be tested on all these dates, so you better listen. The Arizal passed away two years later, 1572. Shin Lamed Bez. The Baal was born 1698, and he passed away 1760. So it's almost, it's, a, it's approximately two centuries, two centuries after the Ramak and the Arizal, huh? 150 years, 200 years after that. When he passed away, his, his student, his disciple, the Rebbe Reber, the Maggid of Mizrich, who lived in Mizrich, in Ukraine, succeeds him one year later. The first year was his son, and then it went over to the Magid. Yeah? So the Maggid wasn't there uh, for a long time. Maggid was uh, 12 years. He passed away. Yotas Kislev Lamad Lamad Gimel, 1772. Moshana passed away 1760, passed away 1772. So the Magid has a Torah on this. The Magid says as follows. He says, Shema Avayah who Hushem HaMefayrish. Chazal tells us in the Sechta that Shema Avayah is called Shema Mefayrish. Shema Mefayrish means the the Shema Mefayrish is the, the, the ineffable <laughs> I think they say, right, ineffable tetragrammaton, (laughs) if you want the English words. Shem HaMafayrish means that name of Hashem that is considered the explicit name, the most uh, revealed name. Deeper, it's called Shem HaEtsam, which means the essential name of Hashem. It's like the intimate real, authentic, like his etzem, like if you want to describe who he is, it's Shema hava kevavke. That's an expression of the Kesef Mishnah, helches mikol ha And this is beyond all existences. is from the word haya, haiva, Something that is, it's called hoive, it is, it exists. ma'haves Because he brings everything into existence. So therefore, this transcends any existence that exists. It even transcends the very definition of existence because it brings in all forms of existence, including the definitions of existence, the fact that something is in a way that we can relate to it on some level, spiritual or physical. The inyen ha when you pronounce something, when you call out, kaira, who in va person It's always publicity. Pronouncing words, uttering words is P-R- it's a PR. It's it's communication. When I when I say something, I'm bringing it out. I'm articulating it. I'm defining it. That's what speech is. So therefore, it's an inherent impossibility. It's a paradox to pronounce him as Vovke. It's not a name that can be pronounced. Why? Because it's impossible that that which transcends all forms of existence should be able to be articulated and revealed in the worlds. Because, by definition, you're talking here about something that is undefined. How do you talk about something that's undefined? Tell me. How do you talk about it? You can't. (laughs) The moment you talk about it, you're already not talking about it. You're talking about your version of it. So you have to have that humility to say, this I can't talk about, I can't even talk about the fact that I can't talk about it. You cannot pronounce it, because what you're pronouncing is already not it. What you're pronouncing is the way you perceive it, the way you articulate it, the way you define it, the way you understand it. Even if you're saying it's something that is beyond me, right? but I'm trying to describe something that is beyond me, so I'm giving it words, I'm giving it some form of packaging, Some form of, of uh, even if it's very abstract and very transcendental. So therefore, it's a shamehavaya. Just don't pronounce it. So, why, are giving, why are we giving it a pronunciation that's obviously not accurate? Oh. So why? So, so don't pronounce anything. Very good. So, so he continues. The maggid continues. Well, mashem is but there is something that comes out in the worlds from Vavke. <laughs> that's the key, and that's shame adna. What's sheim Adna? The word alev dalad nun yud means my master. Right? We say, adoin oilam hashem malach, Right? Adoin oilam. The ruler, the master of the world. We say, baruch atah sheim o'lekenu melech ha'olam. Hashem malach beterem kol yitzur nivra. So he says, sheim Adna is b'chines ha'malchus. the ein melech b'loyam. There's no leader without a people. Famous expression of Rabbeinu Bechaya. In Vayeshev, other svarim, like he brings in 32. There's no king without a nation. And there's no master without subjects, without servants. Yeah. Just like there's no husband without a wife, there's no wife without a husband. In other words, there are certain identities in life that warrant a relationship. You can't say, I'm married, to whom? To myself. Some people try to say that, right? That's when they end up in your office. By definition, there is otherness, Right? You could do a lot of things on your own. You can be a poet on your own. Right? You can go to the climb to the top of the Himalayas and, and, and uh, you know, wax eloquently about the beauty of the world. No question. You can go to the forest and meditate for many years. But a person says, I'm married. By definition, what does that mean? <laughs> By definition it means there's somebody else in your life who impacts you and you impact them he says, I'm a leader. What does not mean I'm a leader? <laughs> leader doesn't mean I sit in my room and I decide in my, in my mind how the world should run. A leader means I'm in a relationship with them. I take responsibility. I take responsibility for others. Ain melech below You can't be a leader, you can't be a melech if there's no people. There's no adon below right? You say, I'm, I'm, I'm heading an initiative, I'm heading a company, but, you know, I, <laughs> I like to, to be isolated. That's fine but it's just a different relationship. So he says, when you talk about Hashem as an Odoin, here there's otherness. Hashem can't be an Odoin, it can't be a Melech. There's no relationship. Right? There's no. So therefore, so he says, <laughs> Because of this quality that Hashem chose, the quality of Adne, this is what, what creates worlds. This is what creates a reality of otherness. Hashem didn't want to be a melech, if he didn't want to be an other, if he didn't want to be married, so to speak, he didn't want to be in a relationship. So there's no otherness. no Melvadi, there's just him, pure infinity, undefined infinity, right? We spoke last week at length about the tzimtzum. What was the idea of the tzimtzum? The tzimtzum is creating an empty space for you to exist. We spoke about the ring by marriage, right? What's the ring? The ring is that tzimtzum. You create an empty space for otherness. If you don't want in a relationship, then you could fill everything. It's fine. Pre creation, in the words of thy The light of infinity fills the entire space. So it's, 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 it's the name Adne. When we say the name Adne, what do we mean? It's the Adne, I mean, Aleph Dalad Nun Yud, right? You understand? You're, you're getting used to my pronunciation. It means this, it, it, it's a metaphor of saying, this desire of Hashem to be in this relationship is what creates worlds. This is what is responsible for the reality of you and me and every single world, because Adna. Yeah. So I understand what we're what we're trying to portray when we say the word Alvin Yud, but I don't understand what that has anything to do with that we're replacing the name of Yud Kevafki. It's not. It's so you're saying why you're replacing Yud Kevafki? It's, but it's not the same thing. Don't, don't say that it's Yud It's not it's not, a, it's not a substitute. It's not a substitute. Don't call him a substitute. Say it's a, you're hiring a, another, another element. Okay, good question. One minute. Let's see why. There's an am in order for there to be a melech, and there's avodim in order for there to be an aden. And the word an evid, the word this Hashem, comes from the word evid, right? Avdus, avid. And that's a chiddish. Don't take that for granted. We hear the word evid, we hear slave, and you know, slavery is never a, a praiseworthy thing in our, in our culture, our consciousness. We praise Lincoln for emancipating the slaves. But let's think about it. The first definition of an evid, let's call him a servant or even an employee, is that you need him, that he does something for you, right? You don't hire people that you don't need, hopefully. I mean, there are companies maybe who do that, but you, know, you just get hired and you stay for life, certain jobs, but the concept of an evid is that there's something, I need an extra pair of hands, I need an, a, a mind, I need your talent, I need your creativity, that's why I'm hiring you. You can do something that I can do. So when you say that Hashem wants us to be Avadim, that's a very big statement. That means I could serve Him. In other words, I can do something for the Rebbeinah Shalala. That's a big thing, that's a big one. V'avad, don't take it for granted. V'avadad means... You serve him. When somebody serves me, when somebody serves you, they're actually providing you with a need that you don't have on your own. So this Havaydas Hashem, it's a chiddish. It's a chiddish to be an Eved Hashem. The chiddish is that there's a serious relationship. I need you, and you need me. There's a very deep, deep kinship. It's like in a marriage. (laughs) The husband serves the wife, the wife serves the husband. Hopefully they both serve each other. I don't know if the word is serve, but I need you, you need me, Work. work yeah have it yeah so that could only come mitzad shem adna shem adna means so to speak the way god god's infinity defines itself compresses itself within some form of limitation at least perceived limitation to allow for the existence of otherness an evident, an and this is pshat nikrainu inyan hagilu adna so this means that the way he's written is not the way he's pronounced. The way he's pronounced is the name Adna, not Yutke Vafke. because this is the light that's relatable to the worlds. And in this itself, you have all the other seven names. You have all the seven names, which you're now let erase. Kel There's the name Kel, which represents Chesed. Shem Bigvur of Yudkei Vavkei is Teferis, Netzach and Hoyt is Tzvoy, Shem Tzvoy is Benetzach Shindalad Yud is Yesoid, Alev Dalad Nun Yud is Malchus, Elei Ka Bina, Eyes The seven names are related to this what What, what is the Maggit teaching us here? And this answers your question, Levi. Of course we want to talk about Yudkei but he's saying, I want you to realize when you talk about Yudkei you're talking about Adna. That's the Vart. We want to talk, we don't want to talk, we want to talk about Yut Vavke. But the moment you address Yut Vavke, just realize that what you're talking about is Alev Dalad Don It's the humility to understand that I'm, that, that what, what, what I'm experiencing, what I'm touching, what I'm describing, what I'm trying to have a relationship with is something that's relatable to my identity. Just from the very fact that I want to be in touch with you. That I want to describe it. I want to connect to it. So yes, we're looking at Yud Vavke, But just realize there is a duality. Because the way, the way you're talking about it is already describing something that is somewhat relatable to you. Or what he calls here in the ISIS of Chilis, Or HaShayich LaOlamas. Lailamus means divine energy, the way it's relatable to existence. In that itself, there are infinite levels. You know, how deep your consciousness, how deep you're connecting to it. But the common denominator is it's Eur HaShayech Lailamus. It's already a light that's relatable to some form of identity. And that's the chiddush of Adna. If there wouldn't be the shame okay? Adnah, there would be no otherness, there would be no I. It would be no way of articulating the experience. God, God would be who Hashem, Hashem would be who Hashem is. <laughs> Even our name, we call him Hashem. What's Hashem? Hashem means the name. <laughs> I call you the name. The name. <laughs> what you're trying to say is all I can talk about is your name, which is what a name is. What's a name? A name is the way I perceive you, the way I articulate you. Whenever we talk about my perception when it says when somebody when somebody talks about somebody else he's not really talking about that person he's talking about himself which is a very true statement right if i'm talking about you i'm not talking about you what do i know about you i'm talking about me or in other words i'm talking about you the way you're filtered through me and what if i'm full of issues Right, so you become full of issues. We all know that. If I'm in a relationship with you and I have a lot of issues, who has? The, I don't have the issues. I'm good. You have the issues. So who am I talking about? I'm telling you, this guy has issues. Really, <laughs> yeah. right? They say you point a finger at somebody simultaneously. What are you doing? You're pointing three fingers at yourself. Yeah, in Yiddish is an expression, "as <laughs> shiltsik." When you say somebody curses, he's cursing himself. He's not cursing himself, he's cursing somebody else. But he's really cursing himself. Yeah, The Balshamtev says everything is a mirror. Everything is a mirror. And it's so true. I'm not talking about, who's to, whoever talks about anybody else. you talk about yourself. That's what the Balshamtev says, a real pure person sees purity everywhere. Because, because you're pure, right? In other words, everything is projections. This is a very profound idea. That's what a name is. A name is, I talk about you from my perception of you. Now, how much can I perceive? Some people perceive more, some people perceive less. Some people you allow into your life, right? But even you yourself, when you talk about yourself, how much do you perceive of yourself? How much percent of you do you know? Not enough. (laughs) The problem is, the moment you go to knowing, right? Knowing filters out 99%. What your conscious brain knows about yourself is a very small part of who you are. It's the way I'm processing myself to myself. It's called your conceptualized self. That's your name. The way, you concept, the way you think about yourself is already your name. And that's much deeper than anybody else knows. What people know is the name of the name and the name of the name of the name. There's a medrash that says, there's who you are, there's who you think you are, and there's who other people think you are. <laughs> and the three are not the same. The question is, can we create fusion that 's the question. Can we create fusion? Because all relationships begin with going beyond the name. Can I go deeper than the name? Yeah. right yeah, so the first level is honesty. The first thing is for me to be able to be open, but I have to also be able to have tools to be able to be open, because sometimes my conceptualized self doesn't allow me to see who I am. I get stuck in my name. And I live in my name. I don't live in me, I live in my name. So that's what the magad is saying. We always have to have that humility in life to be able to say, I know you. I'm not sure I know you. I know what I'm feeling from you, which is about me. I know what I'm experiencing from you and by the way this is a very very powerful way of communicating in all close communication especially for example in a marriage right when you tell your wife or you tell your husband uh, or you tell your husband or you tell your wife <laughs> there are men sitting there are men sitting in this room that's why i'm uh, pointing there you tell you wife, you are so and so or you're xyz or what you said was right Obviously critical. It's usually, very often, it backfires. It doesn't do well for anybody. A much more powerful way of communicating is don't talk about the other person, talk about yourself. You can say, what you said yesterday at the Shabbos table, I want to tell you how I felt about it. So instead of talking about what you did... You were obnoxious. You were rude. You're self-centered. You're narcissistic. You're sugar. You're kvetch, You're insecure. You have an ego from here to China. You have your mother's qualities. Your grandmother's qualities. Sh- whatever it is, that's on a good day. On a bad day, the words may be different, right? Don't go there because then it becomes. And let me talk about you. <laughs> let me talk about you. Rather, I say, I just want to say what you said yesterday. I want to. Describe to you my experience of it. First of all, it's much better for communication because I'm not attacking you, but it's much deeper than this. It's actually truer. It's a much truer way of talking. I don't know what happened. All I know is what I felt. I may be, I may be, right? Right? tuning into something very real, maybe tuning into something within my own system, maybe it was completely about me. We're not even getting into exactly, you know, who's guilty, who's not guilty. I say That's not what I said. Okay, okay. But if you can respect, but if we have a relationship, you can respect the fact that this is what I heard what you said, or this is how it felt. And then I could respect your feedback to me. But that's how real communication happens. And it's much more real. Because the moment I'm talking about you and you're talking about me, we're both talking about things that we don't know. Like <laughs> Hishan, I'm just trying to bring down this concept, the way it applies to relationships. Of course, it's a very different, different thing. But everything, but Kid you I, I don't even know my etzim. You know my etzim? <laughs> I don't even know my etzim. I could talk about the impact. So this is the concept here. This is just a muscle for this concept. We talk about names. What does it mean we talk about names? I can talk about your reputation, the way you're expressed. That's what gilui means. Gilui means the way you impact me. What do I know about Hashem? Even if I know, right? Even if I know, I know how it impacts me. Let's say Hashem is a creator of the world. Hashem is my engine, as my soul, as my source, as my fuel, as my life force. So I know God because I know me. So I'm, I'm capturing his name. I'm capturing the way he impacts me, the way he's defined by me. So the Maggit says, just have the humility and understand. You're trying to talk about Yudkei Vavke, but what are you talking about? You're talking about the Yudkei Vavke, you understand? So it's Yudkei Vavke. And it's true. It's not that adn is not true. It is true. It is true. The fact that you, the fact that I'm articulating a certain part of you is a certain energy that's coming from you. It right, takes two to tangle. But the word is, there is more. And not just more, of a different qu- qualitative measure. That's what he's saying. Okay. So, so that's why we say, Elekim is gvura. Kael is chesed. What does it mean, Elekim is gvura? It means, the name Elekim is the way you capture and identify divinity through the experience of gvura. Is that true? It's true, but is it all the truth? It's not all the truth. Hashem has gvura. Hashem expresses nothergul. Hashem expresses nothergul. Hashem expresses That Tzvoyus is real, but the Magad is saying, loik Hashem shani nichtavani nikra. That which you're pronouncing, it's not capturing yud Vavke. So you want to try to articulate a name that captures Yudkei Vavkei? You're going to end up not confessing <coughs> like words and end up capturing mal. using the name of Malchus, to try to capture it. Oh. So whenever you want to capture Yud Vavke, somehow it's going to be filtered through Adne, through Malchus, the relationship. It's always going to be filtered. That's why we don't say Ani Nikra tzva'os. It's always going to be filtered through Malchus. Because Malchus is that quality, Kevayachal, in Hashem, which warrants, it's behind the very fact of a relationship. Hashem wanted to be in a relationship. I want you. That's the prerequisite for you experiencing me. That's the prerequisite for it. I wanted you and you to experience me on some level. So it's always filtered through Shem Adna. That's why the Gemara says the way I'm written is not the way I'm pronounced. And it's right away important to know that. Don't think that your description of it captures the full essence. It also makes you stuck. There's no room for growth. There's no curiosity. There's no inquisitiveness this is always. There's room for growth. The moment I know who you are, it's the end of the relationship. And and I think in, in, in marriages we see this, this. We see this very very powerfully. The moment you know who your husband is or your wife is, it's the end of the relationship. Like I already know you. You're in a box. No, a relationship means I actually don't know you. There's inquisitiveness. There's curiosity. I know a lot, and I experience a lot, but there's always room for the mystery. And that's very deep, it's very deep. People who already know, I know what you're thinking, I know who you are, it's actually the end of the relationship. If you don't know who I am, there's a relationship. Hmm. You know why? Because you're actually connecting to me. Because the first prerequisite to connect to me is confessing ignorance, confessing curiosity. The moment you know who I am means you know nothing about me. Because there is something that's unknowable in a person. There's an element of levada. You're tough Stifling. The one way the Stifling, yeah. I stifle you, I stifle me. And it usually comes from anger. It comes from anger. It comes from uh, frustration. Questions? No, questions. Yeah, yeah. Kendall, go. Um, uh, um, uh, so what if he learns about yeah. the passage like, Yaakov one second. This is the beginning. Mendel, this is the beginning. You think Chzidus doesn't stop here. <laughs> we want a relationship with everything. Yeah, well, well we're going to get there. We're going to get there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's taking 5,781 years. You're right. But don't come to me that have after Ask Hashem. I haven't been around 6,000 years ago, but it's taking a long time yet. Huh? We're working on it. Bikarov, we're working on it. Yeah, the old man told Rav, go to him, don't come to me. Now the Maga takes us a step further. Yes, 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 we'll try. I'm going to try, I'm going to try, Listen. And we remember, whatever I explain and discuss, it's still not, uh, it's, it's names. We talk about names. But the, and the first way of getting beyond names is silence. It's, it's, it's the humility, it's the silence. That's the power of silence, the pause, right? The silence is the acknowledgement that, in other words, the fact that you're not pronouncing Yutke Vavke is already you're closer to it. <laughs> and then this itself is, is the beginning of cultivating. A humility, the moment I think I have everything, I actually have much less. Because I just reduced it to my own imagination. Okay, one second. Let's see, let's see. Let's go further. Comes the Magid and he explains what the Mishnah says in Prikayavis. Prikayavis, Perik Aleph, towards the end of the first chapter, Mishnah Yad Bayzad Gimal Hillel says. Negachma avachma. Negachma means somebody who wants to make his name great loses his name. Somebody who needs to be known everywhere by everybody, you ultimately end up destroying yourself. And I think... uh, (laughs) I guess Divine Providence has uh, us learning certain things at certain days. Yeah... Take an example. Alter Rebbe had a sworn enemy. His name was Napoleon. Alter did not like Napoleon. He said, Napoleon, his yeshus, his arrogance, has no bounds. It's not enough for him that in his early 30s, he literally ruled most of the world, the Bonaparte. That wasn't enough. He had to take Russia also. And that was the mistake. That was his, that was his catastrophic error in 1812. In June 1812, Yud-Bais when he invaded, he crossed the river into Kovna, Vilna, Kovna. Lithuania he came from Paris and he came from the west and he invaded Russia. He thought the Tsar will uh, surrender and you know he didn't know the Russians. <laughs> he also didn't realize how large Russia is. Russia doesn't have to surrender. They just retreat. <laughs> Cuz Russia doesn't end. Russia has 11 time zones. You just go back back. It was Napoleon it was the it was the end, the end of Napoleon. That was it 1812. He he lost everything. He lost everything. The Gemara is a Mishnah, the Mishnah says a those who wanted everything ended up with nothing. Haman needed Mardechai to bow down to him. He ended up with nothing. Nagatchma, if you need your name to be everywhere, Negat means it's 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 expanded. It's nimshach, it's 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 great. Everybody knows it, you'll ultimately lose it. It's not, it's not gonna work. It's it's too much narcissism. You have to have limits. Nagatshma Vachma. This is the Mishnah. Comes the Magad and says, in a very daring interpretation, that there's something much deeper the Mishnah is saying. The Mishnah is saying that this actually happened. You know what it happened to? It happened to Hashem. What's Pshat? So he says, the Bechdeshayi Hashem wanted his name to expand. He wanted that there should be the Gili of Einoid Malvadai. Negachmah, Negad Malosh and Negad, in Aramaic, negad means something that's communicated, that's drawn down. Hashem wanted there should be the relationship that the oneness of divinity should be felt and experienced in the whole world. This came because he lost his name. For there to be negat shmo, there had to be a he had to lose Kivachal Yutke vavke, for they should be able to be the Gili of Adna. Because the gili of Elakus, by definition, means tailoring your, yourself to the structures of existence. So for this, Havaya had to be concealed. That's the concept of the Tsimtsum. Yutke Vafke, which is absolute divine, undefined infinity, had to be forfeited, it had to be lost says to the Magid, we can go a step further and possibly explain the meaning of Avachma. Avachma is very aggressive words, brutal words. Avachma means he lost his name. Avachma means basically you destroy your name. I understand Hashem had to conceal Yudke Vavke. Yutke Vavke is concealed in the process of existence. I got that. But Avachma, the name is lost. So he says the Bhakdeshi have shalis some shakh is colour shayloilamas. Showing in Shay Madna, Hutzrachli is Thila Simpsum Arush, Shobaderek Siluk. Vizel Lush and Avat Sha made al Silukamri. For there to be the U that's relatable to the worlds, which is Adnah, there had to be for the first Simpsum, which is defined as Siluk, removal. And that's what Avad is, Avat Shma, complete siluk. What does this mean? If you go back to the source sheets, if you remember last week, we showed this, this uh, you remember this page that we did? Yeah. If you take a look at this, this picture, this picture, you have it on the source sheets, the second of the source sheets. The picture of the Tsim you see this empty space. Darizal describes that pre-creation, the earth filled everything, there was no room for anything else. What happened? In order for there to be a world, where is Silek? He removed. What the Rebbe says is, it was lost. Lost means, so to speak, it's completely lost from this space. Why? Because if there would be even a little bit of the of the infinity of God in the empty space, there's no room for anything outside of the experience of Einoid Mulvada. Or in other words, for the experience of adna, But Hashem wanted negachma. He wanted that it should be the gilu of yavelikos within the world and within each person's heart. So for this, undefined infinity had to go into hiding. But not just into hiding. Avachma. There has to be this siluk. From our perception, it's as though the light is completely removed. It's lost. It's not present, even though it is present. We're talking from our perception, from our experience. For there to be Nagatchma, there had to be Avachma. That's the tzimtzum Harisha, the original tzimtzum that Rizal talks about. And then the Ka of this line comes back into the circle. And we also spoke about the Rishimu, which never left, but that's the Kaya so that's not a contradiction because that doesn't have to get lost because it's Kaya Khatvul, it's the power of concealment, not the power of revelation. But the power of revelation had to be completely removed. That's the union of the tzimtzum. So therefore, the Magad says that's represented in yudkevovka Vavke represents the source of everything that source of everything is infinite and it's undefined and it's really the source and the essence of everything <laughs> it's really the core of everything but the moment the moment there is to be otherness right hashem has to allow that Vavke to so to speak go into hiding avachma and that's not going to be pronounced. What you're going to pronounce is only that which is filtered through your consciousness, even if you have the most spiritual and sublime consciousness. But the very concept of consciousness is already something that's separate, something that's I, and therefore it requires the avachma. To be negatshma is avatshma. For God to become public, for Hashem to express Himself in the worlds, He really has to forfeit and conceal his deepest essence. He has to renounce himself for there to be, for the, for there to be otherness. Renounce his infinity for there to be otherness. Ahavada But now the Magid continues. Was there ever a time that they pronounced Yutke Vavkei? Says the Magad, we all know when we say that void of yom kipper, what do we do? You remember? Right? Right so then they would kneel, So kaidem, Kippur, the kohen gadol, wouldn't say nun <laughs> yud. That's not what they heard. They heard k'sha kohen gadol. would articulate yud and He and vav and he. like we say <laughs> And you hear the niggin that we sing it, right? It was, it was, it was an overwhelming experience. What happened? So the maggot says, Be'ispashtu sagash mi'ez. When you divest the moments, you divest yourself from the material. And the koye haruchni, in the person prevails, like the koye god lanyam kip. Shabbos, Shabbos, and it's not just Shabbos, it's the Shabbos of Shabbos. Of Shabbos. A regular Shabbos, the holiness, infuses all the six days of work. Yom Kippur transcends, even Shabbos, there's no eating and there's no drinking. It says we're like angels. And the Kayin Gadol, even on a normal day, is called Kayin Kadash. He's separated to be holy of holies, as the Pasuk says in the Yomim, So you can understand the level of the Kayin Gadol on Yom Kippur. Every Jew kipper Kippur is Shabbos Shabbos. The Kohen Gadol is Kaddish Kaddishim even on a regular day. Hasik the Then the Kohen Gadol can tune in to that which transcends all of existences, all the worlds. Therefore, the Mishnah tells us in Maseches Yuma Lamed Hey, and we say it in the Avodah, Then he can articulate. The In other words, pronounce it the way it's written. That's what the Maggit says. The duality did not exist anymore. Asks the Rebbe, There's something very difficult to understand. Well, let's understand this. What is the Maggit saying? That Yim Kippur, the Ruchni, prevailed over the Gashmi. Oh, good. You know how I know it's a good question? Because the Rebbe asks it. He's saying, "Ruchniy doesn't help you. <laughs> it it gets you into a much higher place. No question. We're not minimizing Yim Kippur. but Ruchniy is not getting you any. It's huh? It's not solving the, the problem. It's also post-tumtum. It just gets you to Adna. It gets you to a deeper place from being stuck in a place of complete concealment. You're more refined. You can sense more of Adna. A, Jew, a person who's more refined, less less bruteness, less chumrius." You you can you can you can sense more of your soul. Cavaltic. You get more of the cow, but it's all post Simpsum. The problem of Simpson was not to make people physical. That's not what the Simpson accomplished. Ultimately, Simpson accomplished to make people spiritual. <laughs> it's not like the Simpson turned God into physicality, the Simpson turned God into spirituality. Spiritual experiences as remote of infinity as physical experience. Like it says in the Torah, the Rebbe often says, just like, huh? <laughs> just like the Rebbe says, just like you can't define Hashem as physical, you can't define Him as spiritual either. It's the same falsehood. Defining Him as physical, no one's going to say God is physical, that's paganism. He says to say God is spiritual is also paganism. It's a higher form of It's also paganism. God is spiritual, that's his question. A in you're saying that Yom Kippur, the spiritual energy prevailed. It came out. The music of existence emerged. That's amazing, like the Magad says. How does that allow for the Gilu Shema Avaya? Even Ruchnius is Ishavos. Even Ruchnius is already a product of yutke Vofke going into the realm of existence. The Magad is saying that yutke vovke, in its original Shema Etzem is Hashem in his intimate self, right? Which transcends any form of experience, even the most spiritual experience. The word Ruchnius is already not n- not the Etzem. Just like Ashmi's is not. In other words, Yom Kippur is Givaldic. So it gets you higher. It gets you higher. So you're not on the ground. You're on the top of the mountain. But on the top of the mountain, are you closer to pure infinity than you are on the ground? You may be 30,000 miles higher than Earth. No question. You can even get into an airplane, right? And go 30, be 30,000 miles suspended over the Pacific Ocean. You're much higher. You're much grander. You can even get to the moon. That's not bad. Not bad, right? Are you closer to infinity? You're on the moon. It's certainly a nice view. I remember Sukkot Tavshin and Bez. I remember one of the Sikhs, the Rebbe asked to Shaila, if you're on the moon, do you have to do Kiddush Lavana? And can you, can you make a bracha Kiddush Lavana if you're on the moon? It <laughs> was a question. There was somebody there, Rabbi Bogod, Yosef Bogod, who was very into these types of things. So, huh? <laughs> you're touching the moon. You're touching the moon, right? Better than seeing it. So what does the Maggid mean? The Maggid is per saying something. If the Maggid would say, Shem Havayah is Ruchni, and Shem Adnes Gashmi, okay, very Geshmak. Yom Kippur is a time of Ruchni. We don't eat, we don't drink, we dress in white, we're like angels, especially the Kohen God. But that's not what the Maggid says. The Maggid is saying that Negat Shmo, that for there to be the name of Hashem Adna, for Hashem to be an Odin, a Melech, for there to be any type of relationship, had to be a That Yud Kevavke had to be lost. So therefore, don't pronounce it. Don't think you have, you got it when it was lost. It's Havachma. So the Rebbe says, the Pshat in the Maggid is much deeper. And here, we learn how things could be so counterintuitive. You know what the Milo of Yom Kippur was? The Milo of Yom Kippur was, he says, his gabrus was If Yom Kippur was just going to a spiritual world, the Magad would not say that. Because ruchnis is not going to get you to that place. Yom Kippur had something else. Yom Kippur had something else. <clears throat> There's a halacha by Yom Kippur, the beginning of Mesechus Yummah, that the Kohen God had to be married. Right? The So the Gemara says, from here you learn, He has to atone for his home, which means he has to have a home. He has to be married. And that's why they would prepare. Yeah. <laughs> there's a shit of the Mishnah, they would paper opening of Isha Because if something happens to his wife, Yim Kippur, there's no Yom Kippur anymore. So England, what, to what if something happens? Okay, but the idea is this was inherent. One second. Now you'll ask a question. Who could be more spiritual? The bachelor or the... Or the who, who can escape into a world of transcendence? The one who has to make ends meet and support a wife and support children, especially in the olden days? Or the person who's alone? We have in the Eastern... Disciplines, right? One of the biggest is that he never gets married because, yeah. <laughs> and we have a religion that comes from Judaism where the the priest is not allowed to get married. You talk about Dalai Lama, Matt, and we understand we understand the concept. The concept is attachments. If you're attached down here, you can't be attached up there. Well, so There's somebody t- uh, somebody's texting you? When are you coming home? <laughs> No, no, I have to meditate for another seven hours. I can't come home. Take out the garbage. So th- that's going to be the Nekudah here. The vort of Yom Kippur is a different Vart. It's punkt fakert. It's not that Yom Kippur this ruch is Ruchnius without Gashmis. It's the vort is Mamish the opposite. The Chiddush of Yom Kippur is that there is this peak of Ruchnius. And yet, the Kohen Gadol has to be connected. Connected below, as we will see. That already tunes into something else. <laughs> power of Yom Kippur is not that he escaped Gashemis. It's that there's a fusion of paradox. <laughs> Kohen Gadol was a soul in a body. There's a neshama and a guf, which is one form of gashmi. Even more, he had to be married. Which, as they say, marriage is a second on neshama. The neshama comes into the guf, and then marriage like the neshama comes down all over again. Because now there's two guf. Now you're not just married to your own body. Before you're married to your own body, that's hard enough. You've got to deal with yourself. Now you're dealing with a whole other guf. So it's a new on neshama. And the kohen this was a halacha. And nonetheless, on this, in this state, he is Kiddush Kadashim. and he goes into Kiddush It's not just about him, it's also the time. Yem Kippur is not a day out of the calendar, it's one of the days in the calendar, it's one of the 365 days of the year. In other words, it's part of the sequence of time. But, within time, it's something that's an island in time. To the point you're not eating and drinking. We spoke about the person. We speak about time. and we speak about space. Kedosh HaKadoshim was a physical space. You walked into it. And there was an Oren there. And the Rn was a physical reality. And it had to have measurements. We learn in Parashas Truma, The Rn had to be the length of two and a half Amas. That's approximately five feet. Give or take. A little more perhaps. It had a, a measurement in width, in length, in, in, in length and width, and in height. Nonetheless, what does it say about the Aaron? The Gemara says in Yuma, that the, 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 the place of the Aaron didn't have a measurement. One second. But if it didn't have a measurement, it wouldn't be a holy Aaron, because in order for the Shekhinah to dwell in the Aaron, it had to have a measurement. So it did have a measurement. If you would tell me the aron didn't, didn't occupy space, I don't have such a problem with that. Some things don't occupy space. But you tell me it did occupy space. <laughs> it was 20. It was, uh, there was 10 Amos on each side of the It was 20 Amos from the Heichel, the The, the length was 20 Amos. And that included the aron. <laughs> and then when you measured it, it was 20 Amos without the aron. So the Gemara says on this, the Mokim and the not work together. That's a paradox. He says, Every aspect of Yom Kippur represents not spirituality over physicality, the fusion, the chibur of two opposites. And this quality of fusing paradoxes can only come from that which we called, we call the Rajba says this, Nimna Nimnois means he is prevented from being prevented. <laughs> In other words, some philosophers, Rabbi Yosef Albo and others, argued that even Hashem, there are things that he's prevented from, which is paradox, because it doesn't make sense. Can something move clockwise and counterclockwise simultaneously, and can a miracle change that? They said no. No. Can 2 plus 2 equal 10? Sorry, miracles don't help for that. <laughs> doesn't make sense. It's rubbish, it's stupidity. This was a, f- a view in Jewish philosophy, Rabbi Yosef Albo in the Ikrim. <speaking> in <Hebrew> argued, nimna nimna. he's prevented from being prevented. They said, Even God has limits. You can't create a, a, a rock that he can't pick up. <laughs> You're talking, speak logic to me. You want to speak logic. You want to say he split the sea, fine. I could split the water in the bathtub. He could split the Red Sea. I'd have no problem. He could take me out of Egypt. He could have the water turn into blood. But to tell me, paradox? Clockwise, clockwise. Schrodinger's cat, you're dead and alive simultaneously. The child is older than a father? That doesn't make sense. A child can't be older than a father. Nimna nimnoyus means that mitzah de logic is also created. So therefore, if logic is created, so all of the logical dictates and rules don't apply to the essence. In other words, when you say, but how, why, how and why are all parts of creation. Aloof creation, sublime, seichel is very deep, but to define the source of existence by logic, according to this idea of ninam nois, is ludicrous. That's what Shema Etza means. Shema Etza means the real essence is not defined by anything. It's not even defined by the fact that it's undefined. It's not defined not by transcendence and not by finiteness, not by infinity, and not even by the negation of anything, including not being afraid of paradoxes. Because the reason we create paradoxes is only because of the way we perceive existence. In other words, even spirituality that lives in paradoxes and is afraid of paradoxes is not an expression of Etza. That's what happens in Yom Kippur. We thought, Lechad what was the Maggit saying? If you get out of Gashmis and you go into Ruchnis, you can touch Yudke The Rebbe says, no, Ruchnis doesn't bring you closer to Yudke The Chiddush of Yom Kippur is, he goes into that world of transcendence, but he's completely connected to the physical world. How does that happen? That should tear him apart. That should destroy him. Either you're in this world or in that world. Ooh, This means that he tuned into a place of neinaham This comes Mitzat shem This comes Mitzat shem And over there, finiteness and infinity don't have to be a contradiction. You said, what do you, what do you mean? It's not a contradiction. It is. Finiteness is G'vul and infinity is bli and you just said, one doesn't exist with the other. Either you're here or there. That itself is a product of finite perception. Or a product of infinite perception. But it's not a product of the essence. When you talk about the etzem mamish, the core of Hashem, there should be no definition whatsoever. Not even the definition that it has to look infinite in order to be infinite. There's a halachhi it says in Mishnayis, and the Rambam brings it in Hilchas Yom that at the end of the day, the Kohen Gadol, he finished everything. He took off his white clothes, and then he put on his gold clothes, and he took off his gold clothes, he finished the avayda. And then it says, And then he would go home. And the Rambam brings it in as Halach, in Hilchas Yom he would go home. And the Mefarshim asks, what's the Halachah here? That's not the Halachah. The Halachah is to do the Havadah of Yom Kippur. Obviously, when he's finished, what should he do at night? He's nothing else to do. There was no avoid at night. So he goes home. You're going to tell me that, luck is that he goes home and he doesn't go somewhere else? Where should he go? To the bowling alley? Where should he go? came out of Where should he go? To the pizza shop? Where should he go? To Starbucks? What do you want him to do? You want to go to an amusement park? What do you want him to do? Obviously, he goes home. Where else was he there to go? Right? No, the Rebbe says it's a halacha. He goes home he finished the Avaydah. do what you want. If he wants to go visit a friend, I mean, you go visit a friend. <laughs> You're not allowed to go visit a friend? Is he allowed to go visit his parents? The Rebam says, <laughs> So if you say, it's just a matter of fact, he went home. So why is it in the Halacha? It's a story, but it's not the Halacha. I heard from the Rebbe once, he said, it's a Halacha. <laughs> and in many ways, it's the deepest Halacha of Yom Kippur. What happens to most people when they go into Kaida HaKadoshim? They can't go home. They can't bring it back home. You go home and your wife says, "Koin Gadol, I know that you're in Kedesh HaKadoshim today. Can you take out the garbage? I'm out of here. I was in Kedesh HaKadoshim. Lahavda, let's take a different world. You have celebrities, right? They go to their places. They're worshipped by 100,000 people. What's the hardest thing for them? <laughs> the hardest thing for them is they come home, right? And their spouse tells them what they think about them. And what do they do? They're gone. The relationship is over. And they don't know how to deal with it. That's why so many of them are on destructive substances. Because the, the, the high, the high, right? That energy that you feel from that is, there's no way to integrate it. Unless you're a very, very healthy person, a very introspective person. You have a lot of humility. Now that's even within the secular system. You're talking about Kaddish HaKadoshim. He really experienced infinity. We know that there were Kainim of Delema who didn't survive it. The Ur er was too much. It was Ur er vul. That's where the Kav shined in Kedesh HaKadoshim. That's where the Shina was dwelling. The Tzimtzum was undone by the Kav somewhat. Now you're going to go home? The Rebbe said, that's the deepest halacha. <laughs> After Yom Kippur, you go home. <laughs> you got to bring it into your kitchen. You got to bring it into your dining room. You got to be able to sit down on the ground and play with your children. You have to be able to connect to the real world, the concrete world of Zman and Mokim. How does that happen? How does that happen? That's the deepest halach of Yom Kippur. And the Rebbe even said, how do you know that he was in Kedosh HaKadoshim? If he went home. If he didn't go home, he wasn't in Kaidash HaKadoshim. He was in his own spiritual trip. In other words, how do you know you touch the essence? If you fuse paradoxes. That's the only way. How is the essence translated into real life? We do live in a life of definitions. We do live in a world post tzimtzum Where? Where do we have it? The answer is you don't get stuck in Iris and you don't get stuck in Kalim. You don't get stuck in Asiya and you don't get stuck in Atzilis. You don't get stuck in Bleagvil and you don't get stuck in Gvul. Even Bleagvil you can get stuck in. Now we we have to say this with respect. Getting stuck in Bliqvull is Nishta, uh, it's very you're talking about the, the essence, you're talking about holiness on the deepest levels, but it's not the essence of Kaddish HaKadosh. It's not the etzim. How do you know you touched etzim? You can be in Kedosh HaKadoshim, and then you can go home. And home doesn't only mean you walk into your house. Home means you're present in your home. You could be present in the mundane reality of another person and be there, connect to there. So you think, because this person is not so up there. No, because he's even more up there. There's going to heaven, and then there's going beyond heaven. We thought, what was the power of Yom Kippur? Going to heaven. So the Rebbe said, heaven is not closer to Yudkevovke. He said, that's not Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur is you go to heaven when you're on earth. How do you go to heaven when you're still on earth? This means you touch the place that transcends heaven and earth. And therefore, you could be in heaven, and you could be on earth, and the two can become one, and none of them is compromised. That's a whole different of that's where etzem is translated in a person's life. Paradox does not scare me. Paradox comes from the tzimtzum winning. Paradox even comes from pre tzimtzum winning. <laughs> if tzimtzum wins, I run to earth. If pre tzimtzum wins, I want to escape to infinity. Like and They never got married. The Gemara says and died. Why? They refused to get married. It also says they got drunk. It also says they went into What Shekodashim. Which one was it? It's all the same thing. They went into Kedah Shekodashim because they wanted to be drunk, because they didn't want to get married. They wanted to be drunk in God. They weren't drunk from alcohol. They wanted to be drunk in Hashem. They were holy people. So why is it a sin? It's a sin because in the real Shema Etzem, there's fusion. Rabbi Kivit says, "Nichnas b'shalom v'yatsa He went in and he went out because by him going out was as holy as going in. I spoke Thursday the Balshemtiv. It says about the Balshemtiv that he fasted many tanesim and he Davin many tefilos. That Friday night after his neshama went up during davening, Balshemtiv would have Aliyahs and neshama pretty often. His neshama went up, people go over to him and shul and ask him questions. You know, my cow is having fever. What should I do? The Baal should be able to answer them, even on Shabbos when his neshama is up. <laughs> so the Rebbe once asked Kiss of why did he have to fast for this? Why couldn't he ask? Okay, when I come back down, I'll answer. Right? He said, "Call me back tomorrow. <laughs> Call me back tomorrow." No, he fasted that even Friday night after davening, when his neshama had an alias on his and you come over to him and you say, you know, uh, there's a pothole on my street and, you know, whatever. Boshandar should be able to tune in. Why was that important? In our world, we're often very impressed by the person who's, who's transcendent. It says, because the Boshemtiv understood that if you're dealing with Atmos, you have to be able to fuse the two. Because aliyah sanashama is a Givaldic. Now, for us it's easy to say because we don't know what aliyah Hashem is. <laughs> I have no problem answering people a question Friday night. I also have no problem eating gefilte fish Friday night. You understand? You have aliyah sanashama. And that's the story also, the famous story with Alter Rebbe Yim Kippur. Right? The famous story. He was in the middle of Kol with his talus. And he took off his talus and he left shul. It was in Liashna in the shul. There was a woman who gave birth at the end of the shtetl. And the family left her because they wanted a chap yom kippur davening. And the woman was in a very difficult situation. She was hungry. She was thirsty. And the, the alter ebbe went and he put up a fire and he cooked a soup and he fed her on yom kippur. So literally we see the story as, uh, this is what you do. Pikuach fish is doich yom kippur. It's not a problem. You make a fire and you feed a person because they have to eat. The Rebbe said, the Kiddush of the story is that Al Alte Rebbe felt it in the middle of his dveikas of Yom Kippur. You're touching, you're dve- every Jew Yom Kippur, you're in a higher place. And it's not his, it wasn't his wife. The family left, they thought. He said, in Tachlis HaDveikas, in Tachlis HaDveikas, in Kiddush HaKadoshim, every Jew Yom Kippur is in a higher place. Certainly the Alte Rebbe and Yom Kippur. HaTed, they felt he can, He felt the pain of the yeladus. And he said he took off his talus. Talus is priesthood of Malka. It says in Zohar that the talus is like Hashem hugging you. It's like the king, you know, bedecking you from all sides. He removed the priest of Malka because he felt her pain. What's that Nakuda? That Nakuda is not, I'm a nice person. <laughs> yeah, you're a nice person. The Vart is that there's Dvekus and there's dvekas. There's Dvekus in Beligvul. There's Dvekus in Ruchnius. There's dvekas in Kav. Givaldik. But when there's dvekas and etzem, then there's nimna and then there's no paradox anymore. Then, in the deepest place, my geshmak is tzotovetanayidin. To do a favor to a person. Either favor, I'm putting up a soup, but he's not teaching her a chesedist. He's not enlightening her. He's putting up a soup. You can ask somebody else. Somebody, other people could make soup. You don't need Al Ebbet to, to make soup. I don't even know what, what a. I mean, he was probably a good, he Probably knew how to make soup also, right? But over there, the soup and Yom Kippur are already. Uh, it's not. Uh, it's, it's not. It, it's not a contradiction. But of course, she was allowed to eat the soup. It was an issue of her health. That's what the Magad means. Yom Kippur. It's not that he's gabras koye cheruchni. It's gabras koye while he while he had a home and he had to go home. That's a whole different. That's a whole different word. So usually throughout the year the focus is more on the material. Even Shabbos we eat we drink but Yom Kippur, so to speak. Up, so just opens up. Yeah, but like in every Yom Tif, Yom Kippur represents a paradigm, right? They say that uh, there was a Yid, his, his son became a Kotzka Chassid, and he was upset, so he came to Kotsk. He wanted to see what's happening there. So he asked one of the Chassidim, when is, uh, when is Kol Nidre? He wanted to see, so they said, oh, Maidav is at 6 o'clock. So he's already, he was already in a bad mood they call it Mayriv. he, he runs away he comes back Erev Pesach he wants to see the Seder he says when is the Seder going to be they say ah dinner is going to be at 7 he, he plots he goes into the cuts. he says what type of people do you have here Kol they call Maïv. the Seder of Pesach they call supper dinner so he said I teach my chesedim that every Mairev is a Kol and every supper is a Seder <laughs> You know, when I heard the story, <laughs> Erevim him Kippur, Tavshinon Beis, was the last Erevim Kippur before the Rebbe had a stroke. So after Minchi he turned around to the Gabi and he said to announce Maidav. And I was perplexed, because usually the night of him Kippur he called Kol So I asked an older person, a Chosid there, so he told me the story. <laughs> he said, the Kutsky said, I try to teach my disciples every Maidav is a Kol and every supper is a Seder. Now, the Yom Kippur sets a paradigm. But Yom Kippur, the Vartis, is a tremendous gili of Ruchnius. We all know. And yet, it's not Ruchnius that's transcendent. It's Ruchnius that infuses your home. Infuses your body. In space, and in time, and in the person. The Kain Gadol had to be married. Qayyosh HaKadoshim had a space. And Yom Kippur is a day. And in all three, there's fusion. And when this fusion of paradox. That means the etzim came out. That's, and therefore he could say yud kevavke. So it's like a suspension of the rules or how the mechanics? Yeah, yeah. Rules, in, in physics today, quantum physics is all about paradox. You knew I would go there, right? So gonna lose them right now. It's the I'm not going to discuss it. The huh? arc between the and the cup. The arc, yeah, yeah. Now, in order to really appreciate this, you have to go through the ladder. We don't start with this. We start with the amak. You go, to that iso, you go to the Arizal, you go to the This, it's, it, You don't say this lightly. <laughs> In other words, fusion of paradox can only come when you feel the paradox and the pain of it. If you don't feel the paradox, it's not fusion. <laughs> it's delusion, not fusion. That was a poem. You understand? You have to feel the paradox. That's why it's, sometimes people talk about these things and it's, if you're not feeling the tension of the... All the Kabbalists were struggling with this. So don't just tell me, oh, everything is one. Thank you. (laughs) There's a tension that's very deep. Because there is a tension that's very deep. And I have to work through it. I really have to work through it. And and, and in my life, in our life, there is this tension. There's the tension between, if you want to use psychological terms, there's your conceptualized self, and there's your truest self. Or some people would say there's the post-trauma self and the pre-trauma self, the self that's infinite and the self that's very, very restricted, extremely restricted. And people are trying to connect to that infinite self, and yet they're so bothered by the pain of not really having the ability to transcend that conceptualized self. But what if in the ultimate sense of reality, it's fusion that is really the deepest expression of reality? It's that ability to be able to remain in a very stuck place and realize that the stuckness is just an opportunity to express the true infinity that doesn't have to be infinite, but it can even infuse a place of stuckness. Did you understand what I just said? When you're saying stuckness, you mean taking up the garbage? if that's your trauma, fine, but some of us deal with bigger stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good stuckness. That's nishkeferlich. But I'm talking about even pain that I have to deal with. Whether it's addiction, whether it's self-shame, self-guilt, uh, inner, inner wounds, deep wounds that are not easy and they don't go away. And I think that's, that's very profound. If you can get rid of them, that's beautiful. But you can't always. so how do you look at it? So either you see it as an obstacle to overcome, you see it as an Isayan. What we're learning here is, Nimha Nimnais means that it's actually an opportunity to get in touch with Etsam, because the Etsam can shine and come out everywhere, even in the most limited, limited place, because over there, the limit is not a real limitation. It's a channel for infinity that comes out through the limitation. And probably the model for this is, uh, in many ways, what we often speak about—the story of Yosef. It says the Yosef hurad mitzrayim. Yosef was lowered into Mitzrayim. So the Medrash says hurad comes from the word miyam which means to be a king, to rule an Adin. Hashem tells Adam pruvu uridu bidgasayam. Aroide, Aroide, is a ruler. It Says about Mashiach. Yifrech beyam of Tzadik, yerd he will rule me the Yosef hurad mitzvah, means Yosef not was lowered into Egypt, Yosef became the ruler over Egypt. So the Rebbe once asked her, Yitzhakis he says, wow, well, <laughs> this is strange. At that point he didn't become a ruler, he was sold as a slave. He was sold, later he became a ruler. It's not Yosef hurad. What does the medrash mean? It's, it's cute, it's nice, but come on. That's not what it says. Hurad means he, the poor guy was a slave. He didn't even own himself. Forget about being a king. The guy didn't even own himself. He was a slave. And this is slavery three and a half thousand years ago. <laughs> you understand? It's not slavery, uh, I'm, in, I'm your employee. It's real slavery. The, the slaves of Egypt, you were a slave for life. You don't own yourself anymore. So he says, because there's, there's a third Pshat in Madrash. It says, V'yosef hurad You could read "hurid," because there's no Nekudas, like Alam, "Hurid," Yosef, Hoyrid. Yosef brought down the Shina with him to Mitzrayah. So the Rebbe like this, very deep. The same word. The Yosef, means, Yosef was lowered. But how did he look at his being lowered? He never got stuck in the form of Yurida. He realized it's an opportunity to be Megala Einoid Mulvadai in this limited, confined space. How can he do this? Because HaShchina. Because he was never detached. He was always aligned with the Shechina, with the Etzim. So therefore, wherever you are, even though he was lowered, it was just another form of leadership. Because you have to go inside in order to transform. I can't transform A situation from outside. So when I'm going in, if I get caught up by what's there, then I become defined by it. But if I go there as a shliach, if I go there like Atzmus goes there, then I don't get defined by it. So I'm completely in it, but I'm not defined by it because it's just an opportunity to reveal the etzem which confuse all the paradoxes and turn everything into one. So what does this mean in a person's life? It means. It, and it, it, it means when we learn in Kabbalah all the levels they're all very real but ultimately from our perception what we're learning here is can you look at every level from Atmos' experience and then the level the gvul, b'ligvul it's not somewhere to get stuck it's just a conduit for the Atmos to shine through this and therefore it's never paradoxical. It's never, it's never a contrast to anything else. Could you view the gvul and the bleegvul from the perspective of atzmos? But you can't jump to that. If you just start talking about that, then, okay, it's, 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 it's a little empty. There's gvul, there's bleegvul, there's, there's all that. And then there is appreciating it from the point of atzim. So now let's see, in just a few more moments, how he brings it all together with the pardis and the balshemtiv and a love Eloilamidaisov. What what, where did this come in here? It says now we'll understand what Dal Terebbe was trying to teach when he said, Kipshutai. A <laughs> love is kipshutai. Chas <laughs> V'shalom, he's arguing with the Balshamtev. Bashem says not kipshuta. So he says, We come now back to the Alter Rebbe who said that the Pardis said a love is Oir. And the Rebbe, the Balshem said a love is Kalim, The Oir within the Kelim. And the Pardis HaPoshet is a love is Atzmus Saint Soif. It's Hashem himself. Or maybe the Pardis Pardis said some love Bar Kelim. As we explain, Habo about Shemtiv pirus shu chayes hakelem ha'atzmam kanal sevgimol. O Rabbeinu. Rabbeinu, here's the alter Rebbe. And the Rebbe finishes pirushe shikoyel ha'atzmos. Shazew amitis love eloy lemidoi sov. What's a love? Not oy. Not Rishimu. Shuhu so ha'atzmos, the core of Hashem, nimna nimnois. Who's not defined by any definition, including not by the definition that it has to have any form of definition, infinite or finite. This, Taltei writes in Torah, is the idea that the name of Hashem is Shoger. It's common in every Jewish mouth. Children, adults, men, women, scholars, simpletons. Ayit says, Baruch Hashem, Adain Gat, who was he talking to? Who is the five-year-old talking about? He's talking about Svidus. He's talking about Caleb, He's talking about Hatzilis, He's talking about Tsimtzum. He's talking about Kav. Who is he talking to? He says, he's talking to Atmos. So, so the five-year-old doesn't know about the complexities of life. He doesn't know about the interface between infinity and finite, between the struggle of Kav and Reshimu. He doesn't know. He's a child. Who is he talking about? So you say he's a child. He says that child is actually talking about the essence. He's talking about that. That pre-sophistication, is the place you want to reach post-sophistication. <laughs> of course, it's different. The five-year-old is pre-everything. This is coming after everything, but it's the same nekuda. It's touching the purity of Atmos that transcends any definition. And this Inyan was one of the main Chidushim. Emphasis. Innovate meaning? The Pardis represents Kabbalah. The Ramak was considered one of the greatest Kabbalists in history. And his Sfarim tried to organize all of Kabbalah. So the Pardis tells us, What's shemus, Who do we talk to? We talk to Eir. That's our experience of Hashem. You talk to, you're talking to Eir it's is, is, is pretty good. it is. is Gilead Saif. is the revelation of infinity, like we discussed last week, the Kav. is al The Baal represents Hasidus HaKlals. Hasidus HaKlals means the general revelation of Chesidus that branches out into so many different holy groups, or the students of the Baal Shemtiv and their students. And the focus of Chesidus was... To reveal the chayis in the vessels themselves. Meaning, to reveal the kaya soif of the gvul. Like we spoke last week, what was the chidduch of the balshemtiv? Ein oed vaday, ah? The reshimu. V'anoichi has to ask upon him to find the anoichi in the finiteness of life. For the balshem a relationship with Hashem was not... Only in heaven and transcendence. No. The Baal Shem taught in eating and drinking and sleeping. Everything is kirvas Everything is Alt Shem said God is alt and alt is God. And even in crisis and adversity, never think that God has abandoned you. Ah, you don't see anything? It's exactly the same presence. Even in hastar, aster is a noichi aster panay That's the big focus of Jesus. That's why it infused millions of Jews with such a gishmak the Simcha and the Avas israel it's, it's by revealing this, that the world has a soul. Even the most physical, the Baal Shemitev says, everything has a soul, and creation is happening every moment, and Ashgach What's Ashgach is? A leaf turns over. It's also divine providence. Nothing happens by mistake. What did it do? It unified a person's life. In, in, in many ways, what is this? This is revealing the Chius in the Keli, in the Geshem, in the Gashmi, in the Guf. That's the word. And therefore, just want to know. So, this is the second idea. <laughs> the highest of the kaili is higher than the <laughs> He and his Iris are one, he and his kelim are one. Which is deeper? <laughs> so he says, Whatever is higher goes down much lower. Because it's higher, it can descend to a much lower space. So the Ihu that becomes one with the Garmohi is deeper. Then the Iyu that becomes one with Chayoi. Again, Chayoi is oir, That's the unity between the Ein and the light of Hashem. Garmohi is the unity of Hashem and the Kalim of Hashem. The structure, the container. One is the Kav, one is the Rishimu. In many ways, the Rishimu, so to speak, is deeper than the Kav. From our vocabulary perspective, of course. Not that it's, it's all one. But from our vocabulary, why? Because Rishimu represents the Eur HaGvul, that Tzimtzum did not affect. Remember what we learned back to last week, right? The Kav was affected by Tzimtzum. It had to leave and come back. And it competes with the Tzimtzum. The Rishimu never competes. The Rishimu retains its pristine infinity because it's the ability of Hashem to be non-expressed. That's Iyuv So Yorid L'mata because it's really deeper. In that sense, that's the Chiddush of Chassidus over Kabbalah. Kabbalah Cherish transcendence. <laughs> Gilui, ain't soif. <safe>. The Balshemtiv showed the iu A love of lamidai sav is <laughs> find the God, find the infinity in, in the Kalim, in the structures of life, in the containers of life, in the limitations of life, in the physicality of life, in every in every worm, in every blade of grass. In every heartbeat, in every flake of snow, and you'll see all the terrorists of the Balshemtiv revolve around this in one way or another, celebrating the world, celebrating creation. Everything is singing. There's a symphony, a divine symphony. And if you don't see it, it's, it's even stronger, because Kalem is the source of all limitations, including the limitations of adversity, of challenge, of, of struggle, of crisis. And that was the emunah that the Baal revealed. And this also speaks about who the Jew is, yourself. You look at your goof. your goof is not unholy. The Baal said, you have to work with your goof, Elevate your goof. Others said, no, mortify the body. The Baal didn't say, aziv Tazav ima. He said, when you see your donkey, and it's crouching, don't abandon it. Help the donkey up. So the Baal said, what's the donkey? Chamar is chaymer, the goof, Which is the ultimate product of Caleb. <laughs> the goof. There's no neshama. There's, no, there's a concealment. Don't, and it's crouching under the burden. It's not interested in Torah mitzvah. Mitzvahs. It's a lazy body. of tazavimah. You have to lift up the guf. Because he's magala of the lakus, not only in the neshama, but also in the guf. That fusion, that integration, and this, was, this, this, this allowed Jews who were in gallos downtrodden, dejected, to be able to become free, to be able to celebrate themselves as Jews. And in this way, the Bosh also showed the unity of everybody. Because if the focus is on Ur, er, then some people are more in tune with Ur er, less. If the focus, some people are more, some people are less, but the focus is on Caleb. So sometimes Fakir, the person who shlichis is in a very physical way, not the spiritual saint or sage or sheshiva or, or big tzaddik, he expresses Hashem in, in a very unique and powerful way, sometimes in a deeper way. That's all, what, these are all contributions that Chassidus introduces. So you have the Ramak, represents Kabbalah. Very unique in a mimer that the Rebbe should k- phrase it these way, this way. So the Ramak says, what's a love? When you're davening, what's a love? You've got to find the Ur in the Sviris. <laughs> Don't get stuck in the Kalim, you've got to go to the Ur. Which is generally, as he says, Blikvul. Pardus is, oris. light. Gilu Soif." And that's what Kabbalah tries to introduce, always. That's the focus of Kabbalah. We call it mysticism. Kabbalah and all of its manifestations. Of course, Kabbalah itself has so many different ways and Mahalchem <laughs> and Drachim. <laughs> but the Pardis that represents Kabbalah, HaKabbalah, the focus was very much on Oyr. Not on Olam Hazah HaGashmi. Olam Hazah Gashmi is the world. We have to be in the world. But it's always to connect to the Ein Soif in the world, to the Yechudim, to the Shemus. Always the Ruchnius, very, very deep. And the Balshemtiv. Really taught us the kalim, And the Rebbe says, The khidish Then the Alter Rebbe says, I'm going to tell you the Pirish Hapashet. <laughs> Is he arguing with the pirate? Is arguing with the Bashemtiv? No, he's, the Alter Rebbe couldn't argue with the Bashamtiv. It says Rebbe, Khailik al Rabbi, especially about this. He says the khidish the Alti Rebbe was emphasizing Shekai Allah Atmos. When the Rebbe said this Mitzvah Shabbos, this Mimer, he said the Alter Rebbe was trying to explain the etzim of the Pardes and the etzim of the Bosham <laughs> He was trying to articulate the core from where the Pardes is explaining his Nekudah and from where the Bashand was explaining his Nekudah. And there they can come together. Shekoya la'atzmus nimna nimnois. A love is going on atzmus. The core of everything. Atmos is the essence of Hashem himself. Nimna, Nimnois, who's prevented from being prevented. ihu Because that's the only thing that could connect ihu and garmoi. The ability to really be able to connect to garmoi, ihu. Ihu is Hashem himself. And garmoi is the structures of the world, Caleb. How can they really connect? We explained... That Kalim come from Rishimu. Kalim come from Rishimu because Rishimu is the HaGvul. So it allows there to be concealment. Because Kay HaGvul allows finiteness, so there could be concealment. Can the EU be really connected with Garmahi? When we experience Kalim, we experience the concealment. The balshamtiv is saying: really, that concealment is an articulation of the HaGvul of Ainsif. <laughs> comes out to Rebbe and says, the real unity of Ihu and Garmaihi, the real unity of Ihu and Garmaihi, and as he said in the B'tzai Shabbos Mayim, and the real unity of Ihu and Chayai, can come from Atmos. In other words, because Atmos is completely undefined, therefore, the Ihu, the essence, can be completely one with the finite. The essence can even be completely one with the light, which is infinite, because light is also not atmos. The, that, that no, light? no, no, no light is the revelation but the moment it's revealed it's articulated as infinite it, it, it's, it's, it's much closer than Caleb because it's in Seif but that's the Chiddush that Al Altarebbe was saying that Eir is not Atzmus and because Eir is not Atzmus so the tension between Eir and Keli is because you didn't bring an Atzmus when you bring an Atzmus then Eir and Keli will not have tension anymore so, the paradise and the Baal Shem are experienced by us as two streams of consciousness because we didn't bring an Atmos. He said, the moment we bring an Atmos, go to the Pirisha Poshet. Poshet, he means simple, not just simple. Simple as Poshet, it's completely undefined. Pshittis, which the, which the, which the simple Jew gets. The simple Jew says Hashem, the Hebrush, he's talking about Atmos. That's the Bechol Kareinu, we love Atmos. Yeah. Kreivim, may love Etzim and Hashem, the Etzim and Hashem is one with Atmos. And over there, there's no tension of Eid er and Keli anymore. So it's not a contradiction, Chasutom, to the Pardes and the Balshem It's the Etzim of the Pardes, it's the Etzim of the Balshem You can experience Eid er as Eid, er, you can experience Keli as Keli, you can experience Eid er as a manifestation of Atzimus, and Keli as a manifestation of Atzimus, and then Eid er and Keli come together. Eu is one with Garmoi, and Eu is one with Chayoi, and Chayoi and Garmoi are both one with EU and with each other. Eu is... is Atzim. EU is Hashem himself. Huh? Yeah. So how you, how in other words, to be able to really connect Ihu with Garmoyhi. That the Ein Soif the should be felt in the Keli. Because by definition we're saying it can't be felt in the Keli. The way it's felt in the Keli is by not being felt. What was the, One of the big inyanim of the Alter is Chesedus Chabad. That what? It's not just celebrating the physical world and knowing Enoid Mulvada. But really, that within the structures of your mind and your heart, you should be able to experience Enoid Malvadi in an internalized fashion. For that, you have to go into the nitty-gritty of the Kalim. And some of his colleagues criticized him for this. They said, much better amuna, much better faith. Al-Turabbi said, amunah could be makif. It could be a little superficial, meaning it's, it's, it doesn't really permeate you as a person. It could be. By the tzaddik, it permeates him. The chassid looks at the tzaddik and gets inspired, but his own inner nefesh abahamis and guf was never worked through. Like it says in my of the Rebbe says that a munna could be a little uh, makef. What do we mean by makif? The Gemara says that a ganev, before he, he, he steals, he prays to Hashem. <laughs> if he prays to Hashem to be successful, so why are you stealing? The answer is, I believe in God, and th- I believe in God but I have to make a living. Yeah. So sometimes the relationship of a munna could be one, that it hovers over you and it defines you, right? It's, 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 it's identity. But to be able to really live with it on a day-to-day basis, that it permeates you, that you really get it. It becomes a derech of life in a way that permeates as an individual. As an individual. You breathe it, you live it. For this, you really have to understand it. To the best of your ability, grasp it. Feel it, breathe it. In other words, you have to bring it in mamish to, to the limits of kalem People said to the Alter but you can't do this. And Munah. Why, why they say you can't do it? They're right. <laughs> because you, you, you're going down into gvul, you're going to lose touch. That's only if what? If you don't have the etzem of Pneum If you have the etzem of the Balshem <laughs> Then the kayingadol could be and fakert. He touches the etzem when it permeates all of the, all of the pratim. Well, how do you know that it's etzim? The etzim means there's no place that's divorced of it. So therefore, you could permeate every nakud of a person's life and retain that purity. Yeah. On the other hand, the same is true when it comes to or. Yeah. Sometimes, when a person lives in Kalim, what's missing is the gilui. And because what's missing is the Gilui, the revelation of it is not so clear. You could sometimes end up a little bit in a state of concealment. You say VaNoichi Haster Aster. There's a Noichi and Haster Aster, but can you see the Noichi and Haster Aster? The ability to really be able to fuse Ur and Keli, to fuse Gilui and Helam, that in the Ur, the Ur should be able to come into Keli, and not just generally but specifically. And in the Keli, you should be able to experience the vul of Ur. There should be the complete fusion of the two. For this, he says, you need the a love which is the etzem of Yitzhak. That's like Yosef, Hurad read He goes into the lowest places, but from the perspective of etzem, it's just another channel for that for that absolute infinity, for that absolute fusion. They talk about the four sages going to uh, the four sages. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. In Chagigah. So Elisha ben Avoya became a heretic. Right, right. Ben Azai died. Ben Zaimah, it says, uh, it affected his, his mind, his sanity. And Rabbi Kiva went in in peace and came out in peace. That's an example of the fusion. Rabbi Kiva, Nichnes, Bashalom, Beyatzer, Bashalom. But the paradox is that, is that you have to go in and view all of them. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. went in and they couldn't come out. They did, couldn't come out the same like before. It was too overwhelming. You know, it's a different state of consciousness. You never come back. The reason yeah you could come back is either because you weren't there, <laughs> or you forget about it. The chiddush in this maimer is that when he came back, it wasn't because he wasn't there. It's because he went even he went he went in even to a deeper place. Well, like all of these concepts, it applies to every person where they are. In other words, every person has their shlichus, <laughs> Right? What, 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 where you are, what type of soul you have, what type of mind you have, what type of heart you have, what your shlichus in the world is. But, but the point here is, that's the Alter Rebbe's point, that the simple Jew who, reach, who speaks about Hashem in that pshittis, without knowing any of this, what is he talking about? This, he, he's connecting to that nikkuda, and that nikkuda. There's a famous lashon in Shal Shuvas Harivosh. He brings from one of the rishonim who said, "Anim When I daven, I want to be like a child. Anim like What is he saying? That after everything, names children don't know about names and svidus. They know Hashem Himself. Hashem is one. So what do you what do you need all of this for? So just go back to that. The Vart is, as we grow up and we live in a world of concealment, and we live in a world where we don't experience God, and we don't experience ourselves, and we live in a world of pain, and we live in a world of disillusionment, and challenge, and crisis, and adversity. Yeah. How do we connect the two? What, what's ultimately the Avodah? Is it escapism? Is it becoming intensely involved in the world and forgetting about you know, higher visions? Why is it? Who who gives? Who yields? And that remains a a a, 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 a a a serious nigud, it could be a serious opposition. So he says, No, we gotta go the says, go back to that niquddha of a love. And essentially this is ultimately the niquda of the paradas, this is the etzum of the paradas, and this is the etzim of the Shemtev. And that's why Ihu and Garmayi could really become one, because is it possible that the Keli, as being a Keli, should experience the Ayir Hagvul as a Keli <laughs> in a revealed way? Can Ayir and Keli really become one? In other words, can the, can the finite truly become a channel for the infinite, or no? The Baal Shem Tov said, "Let's focus on the finite and celebrate life." The Kabbalist said, "Let's escape into heaven." And yeah, and one has to give. Listen, I, I, either you celebrate life, either you love people, or you love God. <laughs> Which one is it? Which one is it? So the Alter Rebbe said, Yem Kippur, in the middle of Kol Nidre, with your talus, you there feel the pain of Ay-Ladus. Uh The Moir Naim, I think, writes, the Bracham Shonobla, Moir, he says that the three guests came. So Avram says, Al-nas, Al-Nasav Hashem, don't leave me. Hashem is running away Hashem leave me don't leave me Where, where, where is God going he's going to Hawaii where is God going I thought God is everywhere and everything don't leave me when I'm treating the guest when I'm feeding the guest I should never think that I'm detached from you don't allow me to step away from the hergish of Ein Naid when I'm giving mustard to my three Arab guests. I should remain in that state of oneness. Like the Baal said, Friday night, after Aliya San Hashem, I should be in that space. Can the keli itself become a keli for erd No, Kav is Kav, Rishimu is rishim. said no, ultimately Kav and are one but they're not one. If they were one, so then does that reason? I'll get into the whole problem because this is what we're working through. This is what you have to work through in your life. If you don't feel every step of the way, you know, the child touches atzmos, but then life moves on. You know, there's two types of ignorance. There's ignorance before you know everything and there's ignorance after you know everything. It's very different, right? One is you don't know anything and one at the end we say we don't know. So why do we start? There's <laughs> ignorance pre-knowledge. And then there's ignorance post-knowledge. You know what you don't know, you know why you don't know, which means your ignorance is enlightened. <laughs> it's a difference, I don't know, right? <laughs> in Eitzchayim, there's a shah called Shahr HaSveikis, <laughs> the portal of doubt. So the Rebbe once said, he said, I, he said, I heard from my father, he was a big mikobor, He says, Wie kommt Sveikis in Eitzchayim? I said, Portal of doubts? It's he says, my father told me it's the suffix. <laughs> it's the ignorance that transcends knowledge. <inaudible> After all the knowledge, you come to a place that's beyond knowledge. The boredom. The boredom, yeah. Because it's like, you get, whenever you're going to get stuck in either one, kind of from the boredom. But that's an experience. We want to get, it's easier to get stuck. Because yeah. we, it becomes a comfort zone. This one runs into heaven, this one runs into earth, becomes my comfort zone. When you can live in the tension between the two, right, that's, lot, that's... that's where you touch the essence, and, and that's where life happens, and that's where there's no tension anymore. You do it with a simcha. So you'll see all the chesidus of the Alter Rebbe, the whole chesidus Chabad, is always leading to this. Is my mother about Oed, my mother about Kayli, my mother about Oilamis, Lamailamai Oilamis, Kav, Rishimu, Bligvul, Gvul, Neshome, Guf. But ultimately, to go to the place of Etzem, where it's not just there's no place devoid of God with amuna, but to be able to actually experience that the geder of the Kayli is Ainsif, Iyuvigarmai. Usually, what's the connection of, mm-hmm. of koyechagvul to Kaili? concealment? And you say, in the concealment, Hashem is here, but to be able to transform the concealment itself as a channel for infinity, the yosef hured mitsrayma. That's where Kavon Rishim would touch you. Yeah. That's it's yeah. no, the way atzmus. It, 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 it's it's the atzmus. It's the. Uh, and that's by Mahui, Hashem Echad, Ushmaye Echad. What's gonna be Mashiach, what Pshat, Shmaye Echad? Hashem's name will be one. Why? We're all gonna to go to heaven. We're all gonna to go to heaven. No. When Mashiach is gonna come, we're gonna see that Aleph, Dalad, Nun, Yud, and Yud Kevavke were always one. Ushmaye Echad is <laughs> now also. When I experience you, Vovke, I'm experience, back to relationships. When I'm experiencing your name, in my experience, I separate it from you. And in my own experience, I separate my name from me. In the ultimate unity, and this is the ultimate healing where you have to bring your patience to us, that when you experience your name, you should be able to experience yourself. There should be full alignment All trauma comes, the need to disassociate your external self with your internal self because it's too painful. So your internal self had to go into hiding. You understand what I'm saying? Your internal self had to go into hiding because it's too painful and I create a disassociation. That's what trauma is. But if I can heal Kavan Rishimu, I can heal all trauma. Because all trauma comes from the too much Kaya Chagvul. Too much concealment of self, right? What's what, that's abandonment. All would aban- What, what Kaylee feels abandoned. The Kale, I'm alone. That's the, the Here, look, look at this poor circle. Would you feel abandoned? This is a ab- this, aban- this is the source of abandonment. Look at my Rabbi Nachman has a whole piece about this. Right. So actually in his comments on Tanya, the Rebbe uh, references this L'Kutimam for Ibn Nachman of Breslov. He says you feel alone in the world, but really you know that you're not alone. The Ein Saif is there. The Ein Saif is there. And the Baal taught that so powerfully. God, the Rishimu was there. But the Rebbe wanted to reveal that itself. To be able to really live with it and live with it in a way that's integrated in a person's day-to-day character and personality. That's why his focus was Chachma Bin Adas. You should really... It you know, should really become part of the structure of life. So that even when I'm completely involved in Kayli, I, I could touch the Ihu. So what's Shmaya <laughs> Echad? is we're going to reveal that Adne and Yudke Vavke are not separated. It's a channel back to my V'yosef Hurad. <laughs> the finite is a channel to be able to reveal Etzem because Etzem is nimna, nimna, a so amela. You're dealing with a finite situation? Yeah, you are. You're dealing with a difficult situation. What is it, the From a place of Atmos? what is it? It's the ability to reveal the pure, undefined essence in this place. Because when you come to the essence, there's, there's all fusion. There's, there's nothing that's excluded. And therefore, only here can you reveal the etzim. <laughs> if you run away from it, you're not going to be revealing the etzim. You won't be touching your own essence. Whenever you touch essence, you remain present in every situation. You don't run. You remain completely present. I run because of the pain, right? So I have to amputate. I have to amputate myself. I'm just trying to show how it it has ramifications on a lot of different levels. And the same is true of Oedas Hashem. This is the recipe to change the world. There's no Jew who's excluded. You say he's too far. (laughs) He's too far from your own perception. He's not too far. And that's already what the Baal Shemtiv tried to bring in with Chassidists. That there's no such a thing too far. Nobody is too distant. Nobody is too distant. You say this is why the Alter Rebbe of all the mystics and Kabbalists were also like Shulchan Aruch. Yeah. That's the Alter Rebbe Shulchan Aruch. The Alter Rebbe Shulchan Aruch is the Khibr of Eir and Kele. The structure of Halach. is all about structure. <laughs> Kabbalah and Ksiddhis is trying to escape structure. <laughs> that was the tension between the Chassidim and those who opposed Chassidim. right? Structure, limits, everything limits, everything has a time and a space. <laughs> <Huh? laughs> Chassidim wanted Bleak vol. <laughs> Who's right? Elu, <laughs> this Yiddishkeit? is what's Yiddish Is Yiddish final finite or is Yiddishkeit infinite? Some say it's is all about finite. There's this man's man, Krishna, Zant Philas, Shampis, time to learn, time. Everything is time. Very, You come into certain shuls, right? Decorum. Choram. is more, you know, we all know it's different. I was the other day by Davening, so one guy was singing a whole Davening. So another guy at the end says, it's after the Chorban, you're not supposed to sing so much. So they started a whole argument. He says, you're living in a depression, you love Tisha B'Av. Okay, so, you know, they were take, he was taking a little bit to the extreme, but the concept they get is there's a Judaism that's very finite. And that is real Yiddishkeit. It's Mount Krishna's Yiddishkeit, it's man Yiddishkeit. It's, it, time is time. We started over the Maimon, that Sava means time. Being in an army, you've got to be on time. If you're not on time, is uh, just a, a bohemian, it's not going to fit with Shulchan Aruch, an uninhibited, you know, free spirit. And then other people say, "I'm dry, I'm dead, I'm numb. Give me, give me. Let's take out the guitars and start dancing." So the Balshtamtiv was such a fresh of breath air, you know, because it infused that the chius. But the same people say, "Oh, you're going to destroy halacha." This was the tension. So you see, by the Alter Rebbe, so much the fusion of the two. In the Shulchan Aruch, you see the real Litvak, <laughs> and not Stam. Achim in the Shulchan Aruch, and all is my madam. On the other hand. Absolute bleak vol, absolute infinity. How does that happen? Because there was no tension. Because in Atmos, the etzem of the Baal Tev, the etzem of the Baal Tev, the gili of etzem, this complete fusion. In the finite, you see the infinity. And absolute infinity could be channeled down into the most finite detail. Yeah. Wait, wait. Thank you, everybody, for coming, for joining us, for gracing us. And uh Be'ezur Hashem will uh, continue next Sunday. So what does this mean practically, Nabayra? Summation in three sentences. En <inaudible> <inaudible> kiddush yeah. You're never, ever divorced from the essence, ever. And the deepest bleak could come out into the smallest gvul. And even the smallest gvul... Is associated with the deepest bleakful. You typhus a little bit? Uh, everything. You typhus everything. No room for growth at No room got for growth got all. You typhus? Ah, You hear the word of the maggot? How he turns over the word of the maggot, huh? Everybody thinks the maggot says Ruchni. He says, no, it's because you you Mendel, you there, Oh, thank you very much. Okay, Mendel, you understood? I still yeah. I guess so the Hawaii is the best and to able to come through the bow to level Hawaii. Yeah. 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 What'd you ask? I guess i so much of the. thank you, bye. Yeah. Huh? This much of the What's missing basically the third what is the author adding that in, Um that's missing with just saying Asim then we Killing. So, in mm-hmm. other words, now i so. Go ahead. ahead. What's um? as I understood the, the ramifications of the Washington's yeah. so now, after that, was lacking? to be the, the, the final step. What did the what was the what was, the, what was the uh. Uh. With his, the conclusion of the also had, that he made the killer I and he made the kid. I think the gili of it. I think two things. The gili of it and the protum of the kelem. So it was more generalized specific. More makif and more bahalim, which is makif. A muna could be makif, a muna could be Behelam To be able to the protum of the kelem should be megalad'ar. The EU should become taka one with Garmoyi. Because Caleb. Kelim are Megala through... Yeah, how are Kelim Megala? Through not being Megala. So but we want... So to speak. just so saying that enjoying this darkness. Just this darkness is great. But that it shouldn't be dark. Yeah, you have to say it edel. In other words, you can sometimes enjoy the darkness. The darkness is great, right? And But you're still a little bit of darkness. It's almost, you know, like you say, you're a yid, you're a yid, you're a yid, you're a yid, you're a gavaldic, you're holy but I could still remain in darkness. I could fool myself a little bit. I could not challenge myself. There's an expression that V'al showed that every Jew could serve Hashem, and the al rebbe showed how every Jew could serve Hashem. V'al Tov had b'avizin az yede yit kendin in the mei b'shtin, rebbe had b'avizin yit kendin in the The Rebbe once said, the Rebbe said it over a what was b'shat? You're infinite, you're one. You're in Golos, you're... No, you're Jewish, you're holy, you're Kaddish, Kaddish, Kaddish. I love you. That's the essence. Without that, you're not going anywhere. Without that self-affirmation of Kalal Yisrael, of every Jew, you're not getting anywhere. You have to bring the earth into the world. You have to show that everyone is connected and everybody is equally connected. And just because you're, in a, you're a farmer... Right, or you're a tailor, it doesn't make you any less significant or any less valuable, or just because you're a computer programmer and you're not a Rosh Hashiv. Everyone has their <laughs> shlichus. Everybody's connected. But sometimes, but now I have to learn how. <laughs> I learned that I could. Now I have to learn how, because sometimes I could still be stuck a little bit, and I could even remain somewhat in darkness. Not mitzad the balsam himself chas <laughs> v'shalom. It's the way we can experience it. It's all one. It's not the Baal himself. You understand? <laughs> the way I can experience it is I could get stuck in dark. I could remain who I am. I could remain confused. But there's identity. It's beautiful. It's the first thing. First thing you have to give somebody in therapy is the knowledge, the hope. You're not a lost case. But, but that's not enough. You're not a lost case. But now let me show you how you can get out. <laughs> How you, can, how you can transform the darkness into light. Because Kalem on their own, Mitzadrishimu, are myelin. I want they to be Megala. And therefore it can go down also into a deeper place in Kalem. It can go down into more protein. You, you, understand, what's, what, you understand what's being Nitoisav? He doesn't ignore the darkness. You don't, you don't need to ignore You don't need to. But I'm just saying, but... You got to work through it. Yeah, but you got to find it. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Let's lock it up. This class is brought to you by the yeshiva.net. Please help us continue the classes. Make even a small contribution at www.theyeshiva.net slash donate.